Welcome to Boiling Point, the podcast to motivate ever-evolving entrepreneurs and forward-thinking movement pioneers. Our hosts, filmmaker Greg Hemmings and executive coach Dave Vale, are turning up the heat in the world's business communities. Our interviews with entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and movement makers are raising the temperature of inspiration. Live from the hottest studio in this quadrant of the universe, here are Dave and Greg. This is brought to our listeners by Hemmings House Pictures and Vision Coaching Inc. Edible Matters, Ripple Effect Music Studios, and Robert Simmons. The best clothing to make you feel and look like Greg and Dave from the Bowling Point Podcast. Com. Robert Simmons, making us look good. Thank you to all of our sponsors that make the Boiling Point Podcast possible. Bam. I'm going to welcome you back, Greg. Thanks Hemmings, for welcoming to me, the Boiling Dave. Point. Appreciate it. Hey, it, was really, um, it, was, it was a long week. It's uh, been a long before week. Before I saw you last. Yes. Yeah, yep. crazy, crazy. No one knows we record these back to back. We never <laughs> mentioned that at all. Um, before we get to our guest, um, I'm wanting to hear a little more about City on Fire. Okay, City on Fire. Uh, again, if we remember, I don't know how many episodes back we had James Mullinger, the comedian, on, <clears throat> and oh, we did a documentary. And his son, yeah, and his son, was, who was hilarious, Hunter. And uh, uh, we produced a documentary about James's experience trying to set up the biggest show in his life in a city that told him pretty much that it was impossible to do something at, at a scale that he was talking. And about. we would have interviewed him. Days before, if not a day before that show actually That's happened. right. right. Exactly. So if you live in Canada, you can go to cbc.ca and type in City on Fire and you can watch the film. If you don't live in Canada, um, send me an email maybe and, and perhaps I can send you a link with a password. <laughs> ah, I know what it is. <laughs> I, <to laughs> that's right. yeah, so anyway, the, the cool impact of it, uh, Dave, is we set out to change the, the dialogue in our city because we've got a city that is has a relatively low self-esteem and the people who hate on the city mostly are ourselves. So we really want to change that and say, look, we've got a lot to be proud of here. And uh, I really think that that project... Beautifully shot. Yeah, I mean, it was, it, it was It was a lot of fun to watch. Actually, and we're going to bring Matt into this, our guest who's sitting patiently going, okay, when, 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 do, I, when do I get to participate? When my turn? <laughs> Matt, before you introduce yourself, did you get a chance to watch the documentary? Oh, of course. Yeah, I actually went and explored Cape Spencer on the weekend. As, As a, a result? result? As a result, yes. Okay, so there, I had go. no idea. Like That's interesting no you bring that, that up. That is awesome. Yeah, okay, so the, hey, there we go. I climbed up to the top of the rock and got a photo and did the whole thing and you know I have property along the Bay of Fundy and to know that that existed was shocking that, yeah in- incredible and, and whenever I bring people in from out of St. John I take them there because yeah. it's just except you, you just don't take your friends yeah. there yeah. And one quick tuck because I've, I've never be, 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 what's, what's it? <laughs> you, you well, take people out of town you were never but... a guest well you know to the city okay. well, I met you you were a, a from here guy no I'm um, CFA <laughs> yeah so, so Matt is this is your first time in our studio uh, the mic Pretend you're kissing it. Almost. Okay. Almost. Am, I, am I close enough now? There you go. Right. Dang. That's that, that's really good. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, that was, that was a nice uh, preamble. So we are sitting in a room with three people that, that saw our documentary, three people who love the city. Yes. Matt, why don't you introduce yourself to us and let us know how you are converting the city into a healthy, fit sure. place to be. City on fire. City, city on, on fire. Fit. Yeah. I guess I guess it's a it's a good preamble. I uh, I started as an organic chemist at Mount Allison University, and then I. Uh, Became a biologist at Dalhousie, finished a degree there, and then I decided I wanted to work with people, and uh, I decided to get into chiropractic. 
After graduating from Cairo, I decided I wanted to become a strength coach. So, you know, really what happened was I really didn't have a drive of what I wanted to do. And I knew I wanted to work with people and help people. And I think I, I finally discovered that what I wanted to do is teach people how to move well and use that as my treatment protocol, really. And so now I'm at a point where I've been able to build a, a big gymnasium and get my patients in there and get them moving and working, working with athletes. And it's become a great experience. And it, the, the interesting thing is, is that it's very uh, not the norm is the best way to, to say it, you know, because most people are expecting a, a certain treatment type when you meet, meet a Cairo. And, you know, for yeah. me, it's, it's, it's not like that at all. Right. I, I'm like, well, just so you know, I'm not like that. <laughs> and, <laughs> I'm not like that. <laughs> because, you know, most people, there is an aversion to the idea that, oh, you're going to crack my bones. And well, first of all, Cairo's really don't crack bones. They move joints. But yeah, I, I think it's one of those things where you, you, um, uh, you get to fig figure out what you really enjoy to do. And for me, it was this, and now mm -hmm. I get to Go to work in my gym clothes and work with people all day long. It's, and and it's, come on podcasts. And, yeah, and come and on podcasts. Yeah, it's there great. Yeah, it's no, a lot so, of fun. Oh yeah, go ahead. Dave. Well, I was just going to ask, like the name. What's the name of the company? For Fitness and Athletics. Okay, and where whereabouts are? Where's your gym? I I'm in Rossi, right in the heart of Rossi, right across from the Commons. So, really? Yeah. Very very. So Dave, interesting it's place. Literally in your neighborhood, yeah. right in your backyard. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, I drive by it, and I've, I got yeah. I got to yeah. Pay more it's right attention. across from the the Rossi Park uh, Middle School. Oh, okay. Oh, is it the new build? Is it? Well, it's the one that's being built. Yeah, it's got all the the tape oh. on it right now. We're we're waiting for hair to Congratulations! Yes. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so well, so mm. it, it's funny because most uh, most of our listeners are not from here. <laughs> no. yeah, so, but but when they come to visit St. John, the city on fire, there's a nice little bedroom community called Rothsay. Yeah. Where James Mullinger actually lives as well. That's right. And I know your gym looks amazing. Like mm. I, I was wondering what was going in there. Yeah, I'm so glad it wasn't an Arby's. No, it's not an Arby's. It's full of <laughs> weights and saunas and cooling tanks. And yeah, it's a pretty, yeah, it's pretty cool. And it's going to be open to people outside of your patient uh, list? No, I think what I'm trying to do there is I'm trying to create a, a culture amongst my patients. So what we're doing is that if you want to be a member at the gym, you must be a patient with within the facility so sure. either you're seeing a physio or one of the chiros or a massage therapist so we know your history we know what's going on and you're not we're not you know the primary concern for me as a strength coach is to not injure you you know i don't care if i make you jump higher i don't care if i make you stronger if i injure you i'm in trouble and really that's fundamentally what it boils down to you want to make people feel better and not experience more stress because they're going to do something that's too stressful for their body to handle. Now, are there are there other chiros uh, building their businesses in that innovative way? Like it, it, uh, just, it sounds. It's I, I see the connection for sure, but like it does yeah. sound pretty unique. I, I think I think you know, like my mentors are literally from around the world. Um, I have physios that are mentors. I have osteopaths, I have medical doctors, all these, all these people are starting to realize that exercise wins. And if you learn how to, to get an individual to move in a, well, in a way that feels good and you're still targeting the problem, then all of a sudden you're, you're healing tissue. And uh, it, it, whether you're a chiro or physio or athletic therapist, there are people doing it. Uh, I think in Atlantic Canada, people are starting to catch up to it and they're starting to see that this is a model that is going to work in the future. And the model of hands-on therapy may not and so that's where I'm going. And I think I'm lucky because my mother and father are both Kairos. And so I saw what they went through and, and I really changed and curtailed my oh, yeah. path a different way. And, and yet you started, did you say in organic chemistry? Yeah. So so that's an interesting path, is it not? I mean, yeah. So, yeah. So what, so just out of curiosity, 
you know, what had you start there? And obviously something really moved you. And I'm yeah, kind of curious about I think, I think with me and organic chemistry is that I enjoyed it, but I didn't get a lot of people interaction. And, and I enjoyed meeting people and learning their stories. So I, uh, I kind of, you know, I went through my organic chemistry degree and then I, I thought, well, you know, let's try biology. So I did another BSc in biology at Dow. And Which is not a real people friendly. No, but <laughs> exactly. But it was something that I, I enjoyed to do, yeah. you know, and then I was like, okay, what am I going to do? Am I going to follow what my uncle did, who's a heart surgeon, or I'm going to follow what my parents did, who were both chiros. And really to me, it was a lifestyle. And I saw that my father was working three days a week. I'm like, yep, let's go. Nice. So, and you're, with the gym side of it, you're, you're probably working in an environment that you would want to be in anyway yeah, in your off no, time. It's fantastic. <laughs> you know, like I can bring my two-year-old there and get him to run obstacle courses and, you know, have fun. And, you know, the four-year-old comes in. They just, they love it. So it's great. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. So when in and you no, know, you mentioned uh, well, I guess maybe tell us a little bit about your clients. Like what they, it sounds like you probably pretty diverse group. Well, yeah, I I mean you know I uh, so I went to Poland to study in a pediatric hospital to see how to work with young children that couldn't move well. So I will see young children that will come in and see me that may had trauma at birth. I'm just say, look, let your kid do these things. Don't let them do those things. They may be able to start to move better. And I have, you know, 90-year-old patients and I have people that have paralysis, you know, like it, mm-hmm. it's very diverse. And I have Olympic athletes, you know, like when you start to see how it's just really a human that needs to learn to move better, mm-hmm. really, that's the only limitation. And would it be fair to say, Matt, that you don't necessarily have to have a, a, you know, like a big physical limitation to come see you. Like, in uh, other yeah, words, absolutely. You know, yeah. and, I, and I'm, and I'm, I'm kind of, I guess, leading a little bit, but you know, like, like, cause I'm thinking, well, geez, like, so I recently went to uh, a guy out in Grand Bay who I interviewed Earl and just to do a, an assessment. And I was like, why is it that, cause I was, cause I've always had this theory. Like, why is it people go to see someone, a Cairo or a kinesiologist or a, a physio mm-hmm. when they're injured? Mm-hmm. Well, it's interesting, right? When you take a look at what the dental profession has done, they've told everyone, look, you must brush your teeth. Yes. If you don't brush your teeth, you're going to have to come see me more. And, you know, what happened when the, the chiro and physio world is that we became very pain orientated. And, and really, one of my, my best or influential mentors that I have who's from Czechoslovakia is like, look, those who seek the treatment of pain are often lost because pain is generally not the issue. You know, why is that, why is that tissue being overloaded? Is there something else you're doing through the day that's causing it? And, you know, the go to, oh, I got to touch that pain, maybe try to make it feel better. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, you know, you need to take these pain meds to try to make it feel better. Mm-hmm. For the most part, people don't get better that way. Mm-hmm. They get better when they learn how to move. And if they, when they learn to move better, mm-hmm. they're not stressed as much. The tissue gets to heal more, you know, they, you know, all those things start to happen. So, yeah, I think it's really interesting. I prefer to have a patient come in that is in no pain. <laughs> Um, I've got a question for you. Yeah. Um, there's a blessing and a curse in what I do. Mm. I, two days ago, got off a plane from Haiti. Yes. Uh, tomorrow, I'm on a plane to Calgary. Then I come back, and a few hours later, I'm at the Tor- plane to Toronto, come back, and like a few hours later, to St. John's. It, got, it continues. I do not stop traveling on airplanes this season. <laughs> and I feel the most out of shape and the, the grossest and look at me look, look at my posture right now it's just like i am sitting all the time and it's not that i've got a choice so i'm gonna ask you uh for someone who is sedentary by almost by force uh because when you're up in the air too it's a whole different there's different pressures like you're, you're not moving at all um so for someone who's on a plane once or twice a week 
what can you and you know yeah help me out here yeah so you know i think it's it's interesting right you know everyone kind of gets caught up on their posture and and i think the first and foremost there's no such thing as a good sitting position Sitting in general is not good for humans, really. And culturally, when you look at it, if you go look at other cultures, their sitting position is laying in, sitting in a squat or something like that, or, or you know, sitting on their toes or, or doing different things. So one of the things that I, I tell people is that every 20 minutes, you must get up and move That's and never right sit now. in the same position for more than 30 to 45 seconds. And then after that, you know, I think what, what everyone needs to realize that if you're not challenging your body with full body movement every day, then you're not moving your joints. And if you're not moving your joints then your joints aren't getting nutrients, and if your joints aren't getting nutrients, then you're slowly aging, hmm. right? You know, it's the process of maintaining movement. So I call them joint rotations. And basically what it is, is just learning how to move all your joints with control. And, uh, wow, you know, there's, there's, I, I, I've been meaning to put videos up and stuff like that, but all my mentors have these things online. Right. But it's interesting when, when someone relies on you, they are like, Oh, where's your videos? I'm like, well, I have a two year old and a four year old. I'm building, building a house right now in a gym. You know, it's, it's hard for me, yeah. <laughs> but well, yeah, you do know a guy that has video cameras. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. So um, we'll have a chat. I, 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 this might be uh I mean, we'd be totally, you know, kind of diverging on another thing, but I just interesting. You, you describe your mentors, and there's a lot of Eastern European yes, uh, references. Yeah. And it, what, what is that? Is there a movement there that's that's uh, maybe, mm, maybe more progressive? Or? I well, I, I don't know. It's interesting. Like in the 19, 19, early nineteen hundreds, polio was a huge thing, right? They're trying to figure out what's going on with all these patients that can't move. So what ended up happening is there was there was a, more of them in the Eastern European countries. So a lot of these physios and medical doctors were trying to figure out how do I get these patients moving more. So a lot of the idea on movement science, I think, was generated from that. And, and then their, their teachings are slowly coming across. But it's really interesting. They don't want to translate it to English. So what you do is you go over and learn from them. And then That's really smart, People actually. come back over here and teach it. So I like this is the first year that I haven't really traveled a lot. But up to last year, since I graduated in 2009, I think I spent pretty much once or twice a month in the sky trying to fly around the world learning from people. Really? Eh? Yeah, because it's it's really that hard. And living in St. John, New Brunswick, you know, it's not just like jump on a direct flight to LA. Yeah. It's, oh. uh, don't don't get us started with that. You know what I mean? So <laughs> so it takes a lot more drive from me personally to, to yeah. get that done where you see buddies that are in like Seattle and like, yeah, I just jumped on the plane down to LA. I'm like, that's That'd cool. Nice. Easy. Yeah. I wish nice it was that easy. easy. Yeah. But we're still doing it and we're all like, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so what what's the um so let, let me let's speak to the entrepreneur now. Yes. Um what are you seeing in in the marketplace? Yeah, so I, I you know, it, it's interesting in this in 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 the St. John area. Everybody want everybody wants to exercise. Exercise is becoming something that people realize they need to do. And I think with the advent of a lot of a lot of different type of gyms popping up and and it, it, it's it's one of those things where you kind of need to have them buy in culturally to what you want to do. So that's why I want to take the patient base and use them as my business model, as opposed to trying to get people to come in and, you know, join my cool kettlebell class. Or I, I really want people to understand, like, look, if, if you're into this, you should you should be able to teach this to other people. So, like so, it's, so it's really like a lifestyle. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's really the only, for me personally, that's the only way that I got better. And I guess the other interesting thing, too, is what you're doing is... Uh, you're creating a customer base, mm. but in a way, you're feeding the other gyms as well because you're helping yeah. create people how to, uh, you know uh, teaching people how to use a gym correctly, right? And, 
and maybe they're you know maybe they're going to a different community and they go to a CrossFit or a Good Life or whatever. But uh, it's really neat. That's uh, by the way it sounds. You're a competitor of those, yes, but also having the function of a someone with your background getting people into gym culture is probably having a, a it's pretty cool when you time, yeah it's you know? pretty cool when you see someone come in that you know kind of hasn't really experienced the culture of of lifting weights or moving their body with control and they're like oh my gosh where have you been my entire life you know and and there's really n- nothing bad with anything there's no such thing as a bad exercise just maybe your body's not ready for that exercise really what it boils down to and i think what ends up happening is that there's a lot of myths that are made in the in the in the industry and there's a lot of like oh don't do this don't do that and really what you're doing is you're creating harm for the the individual or the patient they're like oh my god i got a fear doing that if i do that i'm never going to get back up the last thing you want is people that are fearing moving they just need to learn how to maybe move a little bit better or regress that move to something they own and then slowly teach them how to get back up to it. So the way they're moving now isn't, you know, is, is, is building on maybe strengths they currently have? Is or, that- or they could be, what they could be doing is, is putting strength onto dysfunctional movement. Okay. Which is really the, cr- the crux of most of it, right? If you think that you can, you know, you're like, yeah, I, I, I mean, all I can do is put my hands down to my knees. Is there any pain with that? No. Okay, well, that's a problem. You need to be able to touch your toes. Gotcha. You know? Yeah. But they think that it's okay. And meanwhile, they're, you know, they're running marathons or they're jumping up and down off of boxes. And yet they're, they're making, they're just reinforcing the inability to do that. And the brain is like, oh, I guess my hands don't go below my toes I, you know, or below my knees. <laughs> Forget about it. <laughs> See? Okay, 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 we're going to try. <laughs> All right, we're doing a bit of a... <laughs> It, yeah, I mean, well, you know, like, that, that's yeah, reasonable. Really yeah, but, you know, that, that's reasonable. But, so I got a question for you, Matt. Like, what do you think about, you just, you bring up a really good, an interesting point for me, which is um, the limitations people have, you know, like there's a saying, eh, the biggest battles we fight are between our two ears. And, and I certainly, I believe that and to be true in, oh, in so the case I. of myself and, and others, right? And in what I do as a coach. Um, and it's, and it's I, what I find really interesting, so I was very lucky, like I grew up, playing sports and it just never ever occurred to me growing up that there were you know so I got other areas in my life that I have limitations I have to I'm jumping over and trying to get through and and bumping up against but physically I mean I was a little naive like I so I assumed I could just run a marathon mm. and then I ran my first marathon I went dang that was hard like that hurt right mm. but it, in my head I was like well I went, and then I, and, I, and at one point I was a fitness trainer and we'd work with kinesiologists who would put mm-hmm. together stuff and it was for people that were went through MVA and yeah yeah um so um, but what I was shocked by, Matt, was the amount of people that said, well, I don't think I could ever run 5K. And I'm thinking, really? Like, mm. what? Wow. Or mm. like, I can't, I, I don't know if I could ever bend bull. Well, like, where, do where you, does it I come from? Or, I mean, not so much where well, it comes from, this, but where, where, do you see that a lot? Or all you, the time. Yeah. Isn't all the time. It, and, you know, like, it, it's really interesting because, you know, one of the most fundamental things that we do is move through our hips to pick things up. And like, oh my gosh, I can't pick that weight up. I'm like, well, did you pick your child up? Well, yeah. Well, that child weighs 45 pounds. I'm asking you to lift up a, a 15 pound kettlebell. Um, it's gonna be okay. <laughs> like really, yeah. you know. And and I think one of the things is is that we we have a tendency to create fear from the information that we may be hearing from other people, you know. And so it, it becomes really interesting to knock down people's you know misguided information. Yeah. And it does become a struggle sometimes. So, so that's why sometimes people will not get benefit from me because they don't they don't jive with the way that I teach or yeah. 
or something along those lines. And I need to get better at those things. But it it is one of those things where you need to have that buy-in and that buy-in needs to happen very quickly. And and trust. And well, yeah, obviously. Like, which, and then so, so, and how often do you find that that's what you're running up against? Like just, and I know that's a loaded question. No, no. Yeah. You know, I, I, all the time, every day. I bet. Yeah. Yeah. All the time. Um, There's, you know, going back to the fear thing, um, you know, I'm a self-proclaimed uh, unfit person these days. Uh, I, I go through seasons. Yeah, yeah. I think people do that. Um, and but you know, and, but but you're fair. You jump on a surfboard and tr- bring up. I'm like, an active person. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're doing good things. Yeah, and but like you know, the beer belly is where it's at, and all this. But I'll, let me tell you where my fear comes in, and you can dispel it for me. <clears throat> when I do certain exercises, for example, if I'm going to do crunches mm-hmm. or sit-ups. Mm-hmm. Because I don't do them often, I get this weird feeling in my back. Mm-hmm. Now, it's not painful, mm-hmm. but it's something's telling me. It's like, oh, you're, you're doing something bad. Mm-hmm. So then I, I give up. I'm like, screw that. I'll just do push-ups instead. Mm. Uh, so, so my fear isn't conditioned on the outside. Mm. My fear is my body saying, that really hurts. Mm-hmm. Maybe you shouldn't be doing that, mm-hmm. which is probably a mental thing that can be well, pushed through. Well, that's, that's an interesting question. You're bringing up the low back because, I mean, you know, like one nine out of 10 people experience low back pain once in their life and four to 10 people are currently in low back pain. So it's kind of an epidemic if you want to look at it that way. Um, you know, with low backs, there's a lot of, of information that's out there. And I think really to make it simple, if your body can't handle the, the tension or, or the, the exercise you wanted to do, you must learn to regress it, right? Uh, early in the morning is not a good time to be doing any crunches or sit-ups. Don't do it at that time. Uh, the discs, there's these little discs in between our, our spine that if you if you load them early in the morning with a flexion moment, so rounding your back, you're, you're doing a lot, you're putting a lot of havoc on that area. One of the best things for you to do early in the morning is get up and move around for about 45 minutes. And then you could challenge like a crunch. But I don't know about a sit-up. It's it's questionable. Maybe if you work on it for a while, you could get to a sit-up. But there there is research and there are research groups that would argue repeated flexion is the reason why people are getting disc herniations. So um, this would be the Stu McGill. He's a, he's a prof in at McMaster University. I think he's just retired. He has a book called Low Back Disorders, and he's one of my big mentors that I follow a lot. But the thing is, is your back still needs to round. So you need to learn how to round it in a way that doesn't hurt, right? So it does become, become a game of what exercise is good for you, and at what point should you be doing it, and at what point should you not be doing it. Early in the morning, abdominal crunches or, or sit-ups, I wouldn't suggest that to anyone. It's interesting. interesting. Yeah. The, the other thing I was thinking is like, you know, just to, to build on this thing where something feels like it hurts a little bit, right? Mm. So let's take the person that's never done cardio really mm. to, any, to any degree. Well, guess what? The first, you know, when you start doing some cardio, the first few minutes aren't as fun Mm-mm. until you, but you get into the You get into place. a groove, yeah. But, but, it, but, but imagine if you've never got past that. And then to you... As soon as you start feeling, oh, geez, this, that discomfort that comes that generally, I don't know, I find it happens every day. Yeah. Um, um, you know, that's a big psychological barrier, right? Of course. And they come to you and you'll, you, you know, you got to help them understand that, you know, or push them through it. Right. Well, you know, it's interesting. The, the, my major, the first thing that comes literally when I'm working with a patient, the first thing I say is that, um, by the way, no pain, no big gain is, is complete utter crap. If there's anything that you're doing with me and it does not feel good, we, we are done with that exercise and we're changing it right away. Where do I sign up? Well, and, and the thing is, is that it, it's, it's, a, it, it's, it's, it's 
people have this this idea in our culture that oh you must work through it you must work through it well if your pain is is your if your brain is giving you singles oh don't do this don't do this and, and then all of a sudden you experience pain well we probably shouldn't be doing that in the first place maybe we need to regress the exercise or make an exercise that looks similar but not as complicated to achieve the same goal and so it, it because pain science is phenomenally changing and, and it's very complicated. And to try to explain that to a patient in one setting, like I have a book, Explain Pain. I'm like, look, you, you must read this. You must understand it. You must understand that pain is not the same thing as tissue damage. And it's really hard to, to teach that to patients. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So there's a lot of education. There's a lot. I, I, I'm most of the time I'm educating. Oh, yeah. Uh, for 100%. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, then, and so, what's, so, so far, um, what's the response been? Very good. You know, I, I think, you know, when I graduated from school, you know, typically they'd be like, yeah, so you need, you know, if you have a patient coming in with some kind of discomfort, you need to see them three days a week for so many weeks until the, the, the tissue heals. And I'm like, well, that's interesting. What if we just leave them alone and let tissue heal on its own? Why are we making them come in here all the time out of their daily routine? And so that's why, that's what really drove me to want to learn more. Cause I knew there was people that are getting better in like three or four treatments but maybe over a little bit of time. So that's when I kind of just started traveling and I figured out some, some different ideas and approaches. And now when I work with patients, it's just a lot of education and I see them as little as possible. I touch them as little as possible and I try to enforce that it's you that is going to make your body better. So, and you know, you know what I find like, and I, and I think that's awesome by the way. Um, What I really like about that is that it is that you're trusting the person to understand mm. and manage their own almost their own energy and movement. That's a coach approach. Uh, well, yeah. no, but because but, but, but I mean, it's the only but, thing that works versus versus you know, like we've literally. I mean, I think to a degree, uh, at least in my experience with the medical system is that is that you you sign off and they, and everyone tells you and, mm-hmm. and no one's really engaging you. And I shouldn't say no one. I'm being I'm being uh, inflammatory there. But do you know what I mean? Like there's mm-hmm. that there's you know there there people are forgetting that actually we do know a lot. Mm-hmm. About, and we've lived in this body for a while. Yeah, exactly. And and I also wonder like when when you go to someone like let's say a physician who says well it's 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 six weeks till that will heal. Yeah. I'm and I'm going well. What is that doing to the per- patient right. at that point? And then magically in six weeks it heals. Right. Right. But but it, it, it why heal? is that? Yeah. And what is heal? Does heal mean that there's no more pain? Right. So it, and does pain signify that the tissue is yeah? And so it becomes really complicated. So that's why you know like I tell my patients I'm like look I'm going to give you tools, and the goal is is for you to use these tools when you feel like you're not moving well and and or your tissue damage and you can start to rebuild yourself. Matt, this is really awesome, man. Uh, what's what's the best way for people to get in touch with you? And don't even think about just St. John. Like, there might be some people yeah, anywhere. Yeah, so I, 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 I live in the Facebook world, I guess, for education. So people can contact me through there. Uh, I'm just Matt Forge, you can you Or my, my web page is uh, forfitnessandathletics.com. And uh, I also have a Facebook page as well, which is For Fitness and Athletics. And your last name is F-O-R-G-I-E. Yeah, Forgy. That's right. Thanks, thanks so much for coming down. So I'm going to drop in. I can't wait to see awesome. the spot. Looking forward to it. Cool. Thanks, Thank man. you very much, guys. This is great. Appreciate it. Dave, we'll see you next week. I, I'm going to be much more flexible because I'm not going to do this crunches in the I morning. I feel bad, but I feel bad for every person that sits beside you on a plane now that, that Matt's. I will be moving. Encourage you. 45 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> see you, man. Okay, so Greg, you know what? We have the luxury of doing this podcast, which we've enjoyed for 130-odd episodes. 
Um, and the reason we're able to do this is because we've got these great companies supporting us. Um, a couple we should mention. One, I'm a big fan of, Hemmings House Pictures. And uh, that's your company. Thanks, Dave. And it is great work. Uh, you just got to go and check out their website to see it. Um, I've actually used you guys a number of times to do a documentary, do a corporate video, and uh, so it's accessible to small and large businesses and wonderful at helping um, business tell story and, and movements, to, you know, help shaping story around, you know, wh what's happening in the world. So thank you to HHB. Well, I, I'd like to say thank you to one of the, the Hemings House team members, uh, Tim Davidson, and we're actually in his his uh, other company's studio right now, Ripple Effect Music. So uh, Tim is yet another community-minded person who is essentially donating his studio, uh, the studio that we use at Hemings House to make all of our films sound good. Um, so he's a part of this. Another really important uh, person uh, is Matt, uh, Matt Weber. Mm -hmm. And he his company is uh, Edible Matters. It's an incredible restaurant out in Hammond's uh, Plains outside Halifax, Nova Scotia. He's the one that edits this, all this, all the stuff together, puts the show notes together, and uploads these podcasts every single week. And then going back to my good friend who I'm looking at right now, Dave Vale, the big guy with the biggest muscles I've ever met in my life, who also, Dave, you um, you have to know that without you in the early days of me shaping Hemings House, I probably wouldn't have created Hemings House. So um, Vision Coaching has helped so many companies and entrepreneurs find their coach approach and create companies that actually can make the change in the world that they want to see. And uh, so Vision Coaching... Uh, and uh, everything that you bring to the table, bringing Kim uh, in as well to help us make this podcast a, a success. We say thank you so much. And the great news, the other night, a few weeks ago, you and I bumped into a previous podcast guest, Mr. Paul Simmons himself. Why don't you tell our, our listeners about our, our newest gold sponsor for our podcast? Yes, Robert Simmons is a fabulous place, um, well-known to people throughout New Brunswick, but also um, you can shop there online, men's and women's clothing. And um, uh, Paul Simmons, who is, uh, I, I mean, I think they've been going on 20 years now, the founder of the company, um, brings the customer experience to a whole nother level. I say that because I shop there. Um, you know, if you were to say, Dave, you look really good wearing that particular suit, um, I would say, well, thank you. And I would have to credit Paul and his staff, which is fabulous. And it's, it's an incredible experience. You've had it before shopping there. Um, what, I look great. Look what, at me. And, and what's the experience like? What are they you, walk, you walk in the door, you literally get asked if you'd like to have a, a glass of scotch or an espresso. And that's the beginning of the experience. And you walk out with a new set of clothes that makes you feel like uh, feel like a well-dressed man or woman, depending on uh, on what you are as you walk into this incredible place. They have an incredible uh, magazine that they publish, I believe, quarterly. And uh, the next one's coming out, the fall issue of 2016. Um, they always, what we enjoy, and I think what aligns us with what, what Robert Simmons does is is they make a point of of covering interesting, um, often uh, business-minded, you know, uh, entrepreneurs, 
um, community leaders in their publication and they believe in promoting local and it's coming out soon and we have the good fortune of interviewing some of the people in the uh, in the September issue coming up so uh, robertsimmons.com and uh, yeah so that's great thanks to our sponsors and if anybody else uh, in the in the podcast sphere is interested in helping us uh, push our boiling point movement forward be in touch Thanks for checking out this episode of Boiling Point. Remember to rate and subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at Boiling Point Pod. To see more from Dave Vale, check out leadershipunleashed.ca or visioncoachinginc.com and on Twitter at Dave underscore Vale. And to catch up with Greg, visit Hemmingshouse.com and at Greg Hemmings on Twitter. Thanks for listening and remember, keep that pot boiling. I'm Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app.